0: Welcome to the Life of Christ Series 3, Term 2, the last two lessons in Term 2. This is Lesson 19, and uh, we are going to pick up where we left off. Now, we started a new section, um, which was Jesus' preaching ministry. And how it begins. And we started in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. Where it said, this was following the incident with the woman at the well and all the people in Samaria. It says, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And uh, we said that before we look at this, we needed to go back uh, and look at Mark's account of this same time period. Because he actually tells us why Matthew records this particular statement, where it says in Mark chapter 1 and verse 14, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So we find out that the reason that he does this is because John gets put in a prison, and so he... Begins and takes up where John left off. And uh, so we have Mark uh, chapter 1 and verse 15 going on to say uh, the time is fulfilled or literally time for decisive action on God's part and the kingdom of God is at hand since the king was now present. And he says repent and believe in the gospel, literally believe in the good news. Alright, now we were looking at uh, the difference between Matthew's account and Mark's account. Remember again that Matthew's account talked about the kingdom of heaven and Mark's account talked about the kingdom of God. Alright, and remember again, uh, some people have commented and said that they're the same thing when in fact they're not. They're two different Greek words that are used there. And the reason, uh, we discussed this a little bit last time. But this is going to lead into what we're going to talk about today. So let me just go over that very quickly. And then we'll come to where we left off, which was in John 3.3. 3. I was going to talk about that, that particular verse. So we're looking, we're looking at the two phrases, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. I said to you they're not the same. Now, the kingdom of heaven... In fact, I think I've, I've explained it really well in this particular uh, statement here. The kingdom of God refers to a spiritual kingdom. Just like God is a spirit. So if you ever want to know which one's which, remember the statement God is spirit or God is a spirit from John four twenty four. So if it says the kingdom of God, we know God is spirit, therefore it's talking about the spiritual kingdom. Do you get that? Okay. While the kingdom of heaven... Now, if you think about heaven, is a physical place. Or a place that's physical in the spirit realm. Do you understand? Physical, spirit... You know, you know what I'm trying to say, right? It, 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 it is a place. Okay? And so, it refers to a physical kingdom. But remember that Jesus prayed, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, you see the connection there. Earth and heaven. They're two places. Do you understand? Okay? And so... Whenever we see the term, the kingdom of heaven, it is referring then to a physical earthly kingdom that Jesus wants to bring here. Okay? And so, kingdom of God, spiritual kingdom, kingdom of heaven, a physical kingdom. Okay? Just like heaven has has a physical uh, attribute to it, the earth has the physical attribute as well. Okay, now, remember again that the reason... Now, I said... The, the reason that Matthew, and only Matthew uses the phrase, the kingdom of heaven, is because Matthew was primarily addressing Jews in his gospel. And they were all waiting for the return of their Messiah. Okay, and the kingdom he was going to bring. You see, the Gentiles were like, what's a Messiah? Okay, they <laughs> okay? didn't know what all was happening. All right, but the Jews were going, well, we know that when Messiah comes, get it? That the kingdom will come. Which is why they were so disappointed when he went and died. They were like, what happened? You're meant to bring the kingdom. What's, what? This is why the disciples even didn't get it. That's why it said until after he died, they didn't get what he was on about while he was here. Yeah, okay. We'll look at all that at some stage. But we're looking at these two kingdoms now. So we're looking at the kingdom of heaven okay, and the kingdom of God. A physical kingdom, a spiritual kingdom now we 're going to see how Jesus did both. You see what Matthew wrote and what Mark wrote is what Jesus did. He brought two kingdoms into this earth. Do you get it? and we need to walk in both of those kingdoms okay so that 's what we 're getting to now, and this is we 're going to see uh, uh, the two aspects of this in John chapter 3. Now this is where we left off, so let's jump into where we left off. Um, I'm on page 7, I don't know what your page is. Yeah, Yeah, we're good, okay, and it says uh, around the top of the page, uh, it says in John 3, 3, then Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again. Now I've said this, he's using another mashallah or a, a paradoxical saying, okay, in the form of a bit of a riddle. All right, he says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, or literally reborn from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Alright? And Jesus then goes on to say, most assuredly I say to you, this is in verse 5, two verses down, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Alright? Now, Jesus has been speaking of a spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God. An entrance into that kingdom, you need to be spiritually reborn. Okay, it's a spiritual birth. See, that's why he was talking to, to um, Nicodemus and saying, you're looking for a physical kingdom, but something else needs to happen in you before you can enter God's realm, that spiritual kingdom. Amen, because that's where all the power is. He's, he's basically saying, you guys are looking for... See, a lot of times this is what people are looking for. They want somebody to fix all this realm up so they can have a comfortable life. They don't want to do anything themselves and make any personal changes in order to be able to enter into that kingdom that will take a manifested form down here. Now you'll understand what I say in a minute. Okay, we'll we'll get to that. It should be emphasized that it was always God's will that what Jesus started, both spiritually and physically, we were to finish. Alright, so Jesus was bringing two kingdoms in okay and so this is why it says in luke uh, or excuse me in acts which luke actually writes so do y'all you, you know that acts is the book of luke 2 right okay this should be like second luke or whatever okay <laughs> this should be in first luke and second luke anyway um because he just continues on and notice what he says here in acts chapter 1 he says the former account I made, of Theophilus, the first book, okay, his Gospel, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, okay, or do and teach. So he's saying, I, I, I wrote to you in the Gospel in Luke 1, okay, the Gospel of Luke, all the stuff that Jesus began to do and to teach. So he's saying, if Jesus began to do something, then you know what it tells us? We are to continue this. He began, we continue. That's why the book of Acts is called a continuation. Okay, of what Jesus did and what the church is meant to do following that. The head did all of that, the body is to follow. We are the body of Christ. Okay. All right, so That's why he says here, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given uh, commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Verse 3, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Okay? In other words, we were to continue advancing the kingdom, both spiritually, that is getting people saved and delivered, and naturally getting them healed and restored physically and financially. Alright, and all the other physical things that go with it. Okay, in short, nothing Jesus did passed away with him or the disciples. And why Jesus himself says in John 14 and verse 12, He says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater, notice, not lesser, but greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Okay, and this was again after His death, burial, and resurrection. So, I'm I'm leading up to this this verse in Matthew chapter 9, because I want to show you how the two things work. When I get to it, we'll stop and we'll talk about it. Is that okay? Alright, so, let me just continue. That's the reason why Matthew and Mark together make reference to both kingdoms. Because the both of them, the spiritual and the natural, were to be in operation at the same time. Okay? The perfect example of this is brought out in what Jesus did in Mark chapter 9, where it said in verses 6 through 8, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. See, that's the spiritual aspect. Okay? Forgiveness of sins. Get it? Okay, then He said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. That's the physical aspect. Okay? So He was showing how the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven were in operation together. Get it? He says, your sins are forgiven. That's the kingdom of God part, because only God can forgive sins. Remember how they were on about that one thing? They said, who is this person? Only God can forgive sins. Kingdom of God. okay. And then he says, get up, take a bit, you know, kind of go. Okay, He says, get up and get out of here. Basically, he was saying, this is going to get ugly. <laughs> okay, leave now. You know why? Because strife can take your healing away. Amen. So he was saying, go now, it's not going to be good. Because there's an argument going to start now. And Anyway. So, and it says in verse uh, 7, And he rose and departed to his house. Then when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. Isn't that incredible, that statement? Mm -hmm. Who had given such power to men. Okay, now... Let's stop there, okay? Let me just go back over this now. So let me show you something, let me talk to you about this for a little bit. We are to bring about both the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven into this earth by whatever ministry God calls us into, okay? We are to do both things. See, we are to be there to help people both on a spiritual level and a natural level, okay? The spiritual level is things like your sins are forgiven, the whole area of demons. Okay? Remember how the centurion said, I, you know, the centurion is very interesting, that story, when we get to it. He says, I recognize something about you, Jesus. He said, just the way I can command people down here on the earth, and I say to this one, do this, and he does it, and go here, and he goes, and all that stuff. He says, I, can, I notice something about you. He says, you command on another level. Get it? Because this is to do with the kingdom of God. He says, "I see when you speak, when you say something, things happen. Things happen on another realm that manifests themselves in this realm." So he says, "I notice I'm operating on this level, but you operate on a different level that has authority over this level. So when you tell say something to happen on this level, everything under it has to has to obey and come into line." You get this? Okay, <laughs> alright? And that's the reason why you need to understand why Jesus says to Nicodemus, you have to, give, you have to be born again. He says you can't operate on this level until you get up to that other level. Because the other level is parental over this level. You, you, you work this other level up up here. Remember Elijah on the mountain? More of us than them? That was on a different level. There was a spiritual level there that was standing there. And he said, this natural level can just get wiped out in an instant. See, he was using kingdom of God principles, not kingdom of heaven. Do you understand? Kingdom of heaven is, is, is a, lot more, um, it's a lot more limited. Because it's, it's just down here. It's this level. And a lot of times we just want that. We want somebody to lay hands on us and get us healed, so we can go watch TV without discomfort. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? And, and the thing is, maybe we need a healing of the brain. So we're not sitting in front of the TV all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Maybe we need a healing of a purpose, so that we actually have a higher purpose, and we don't waste our life. Do you understand? So there, there is a different level that we need to engage. That is the kingdom of God. That is the part where God needs to inspire us. That is the part that we need to see beyond this natural realm. Yeah, it's wonderful when this realm is changed and transformed into the kingdom of heaven the way heaven is. And everything works, and our crops grow, and our cats aren't trying to eat dogs. Or, no, they weren't. Dogs trying to eat cats. and Well, you know, we had a cat that ran after a dog. Anyway, but, <laughs> remember the one in Sri Lanka? Anyway, so, <laughs> but you know, the thing is that, <laughs> oh, it's crazy what's going on down here. It, the, the thing is that this is all the result of another kingdom, is from another realm of authority. Which is the reason why Jesus was able to speak to a fig tree. Or speak to a storm? Or change water into wine? Because he was operating on another realm, in another level. You see, this level says you can't do that. You can't change molecules, you can't age things, that's all time related. You're stuck down here, but in the spirit there's no time. Get it? It's a timeless spirit. That's why, you know, there's eternity. See, when you die, you don't go into another time realm, you go into an eternal realm. There's no time in that realm. That's something. You can go back and see when your kids are born. and oh, Anyway, all, I won't go there. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff later. It's all yummy stuff. But anyway, we don't understand what is available. Now, can I just say this? If you can access that realm, then you can access all that information. Which is why Jesus knew things before they happened. Because he accessed a realm that is not time dependent. That's right. That's why, if you can access that kingdom, all right, not just want it down here, but you can access it up there, you leave the limitations of time and you are able to do things that go beyond it. I have had experiences with that, and I continue to have them. That I just know things are going to happen, and that is a different realm. That's not this realm. This realm cannot tell you those things. This realm is a slave to time. Do you understand? Okay, and so that's the reason why Jesus wanted to show two things. Notice as He healed people, I've got so many things going on right now. As He healed people, it was starting to reflect the kingdom of heaven because there's no sickness in heaven. So, you know, you can just imagine all the hospitals or whatever, you know, in the towns that he went to were just emptying out. There'd be all the beds are free suddenly. Because he was healing them one after the other. People would come up and just grab his his coat or whatever and get healed. That's a heck of a thing. And so you can see that that kingdom was starting to manifest in this earth. That manifested kingdom, you see the result of them being healed, is the kingdom of heaven. The healing is the kingdom of God. It is coming from another realm. Do you get this? I don't want to get you all mixed up and messed up in your head. But do you understand the power comes from somewhere else? Okay, But its manifestation begins to change this to start looking like God's kingdom. Amen. That's what the people wanted him to do. Make it nice. So that we can just live in paradise. Because we lost our paradise. So we want you to do all the work and get it all fixed up, heal us, fix everything up so that we're happy in the kingdom of heaven. Get it? But you can be living in this kingdom happy and healed and still go to hell. Because you need to be born again. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, You must be born again. Again, the term means born again from above. Okay, he says you've been born down here, but you need a birth from above. Because that's the only way you can go above. Down here, you're limited to this realm. Be born again from above, and now you have access to that realm as well. You are master of two realms now. Get it? Okay. All right. All right. So, Kingdom of Heaven, Kingdom of God. Is this clear now? We can move on. Awesome. Okay. Well, that only took 20 minutes. Never mind. Oh <laughs> this is important that we get this, right? Because a lot of people don't get this. You know, and then if we race through this and you go, What is he on about? Okay. And I don't want that. Uh, especially because this. Stuff is going everywhere right now. Because of these two aspects, it goes in the saying, 1st John chapter 3 verse 8, For this purpose the Son of God was manifest. This is the reason why He came. It says, for this reason the purpose of God was manifest, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Okay? Both spiritually and naturally. Okay? So He came to destroy the works of the devil on both realms. Alright? And that's the reason why he healed everyone. The only people he couldn't heal were not the people that um, came and he said, Well, this is a disease that is too difficult to heal. Okay? And you know what? I don't think you should be healed anyway because you've been very naughty. <laughs> okay? Remember what he did with the guy at the pool at Bethesda? He said, you know, he said you're healed. and then later on he says, "Don't sin again." That's right. Because I know what you did. Okay, all right. So you can you can understand that that was not an issue with him. The only issue with him was they didn't believe. He couldn't do any mighty works in his own hometown. We're going to see that when we get to it, because they didn't believe, and he marvelled at their unbelief. Isn't that amazing? Okay, all right. So. Alright, now that we understand the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, we can now understand what Jesus actually meant when he said the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God were both at hand. Do you understand? That's the reason why Matthew recorded it one way, Mark recorded it a different way. Because they were both at hand. This is another one of those things like when he said, you know, have faith in God and have the faith of God in Mark chapter 11. Okay, I think it was 1122, somewhere in there. Alright. It it, it meant both things, but we just wrote one thing down. You know, and then for for where it, it fitted in, they wrote one thing and then they wrote another thing. But again, the two gospel writers, they used different words to express something that was going on on two levels. But they did it for their audience. So Matthew said, you guys know about the Messiah. You know about the kingdom. So let's talk about that. Because this is what Jesus brought. In all of his healing and everything else. Because he was trying to um, convince the Jews that they had murdered their Messiah. And they needed to repent. He wasn't putting them on a guilt trip. He just wanted them to repent. Amen? Because of what Jesus said to Nicodemus. You must be born again. You can't be religious and get there. Okay, titles won't get you there. Okay, reading a lot of scrolls is not going to get you there. Knowing a lot of stuff isn't going to get you there. Quoting scripture is not going to get you there. You must be born again. A change needs to take place on the inside. Amen? Spiritually, something has to happen. Okay, not just intellectually. Now all the intellectual stuff will work once the spiritual thing is right. Get it? Okay, all right. Okay, and as both scriptures indicate, Matthew uh, 4.17, Mark one fifteen, the only way in is through repentance. Now listen, which is to undergo a radical change of heart and life. As much as you change, as much as your spirit is reborn, you need these two things to happen as well. Okay, a radical change of heart and life, or to have a complete turnabout of life. Alright? So I want you to understand, when Jesus said, repent, He wasn't saying, now be really, 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 really sad. Sorry. About your really disgusting life. That you once... You know, because when people preach... You know, some of them all evangelists, you know, they just get all over you about, now re- you've got to be weeping, and you need to come to the tro- throne with weepings and gnashings of teeth almost, you know. And, and, and so when you're really, really sincere, and you got tears running down your little face, and you're crying and having a big emotional thing, then we know you, you actually repented. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's wrong, because that happens to some people. The change is so massive and it affects them so much that that happens. But, sweetheart, just because it happens for one person doesn't mean it needs to happen for everyone. Different people do repentance in different ways. Do you hear me? To the emotional one, they will go through something emotional. To the intellectual, it will be a massive change of direction for them. They'll get the realization Wow, I've been doing everything wrong. I get it now. I need to go in a whole other direction. Notice that Jesus didn't look for that in Nicodemus. Okay? He said, you need to be born again. You do that. You have a change. You you turn around and go in another direction. We're good. Okay? And that will be the manifestation of your spirit being reborn. It will manifest somewhere. You can't get reborn and nothing happen. Something will happen. You may, you may hide it, but you'll know something happened. Somewhere in you, you'll know something happened. Even if it is just that, you know, you came and you sat down, and for weeks, it's just like, I don't know, what is on about? And then one day you decide, maybe I should just, you know, receive Jesus, Lord, see what happens. And boom, next time you come, you go, wow! Boy, for a change, he preached a really good sermon. No, he was preaching the same, you just got it this time. You are different. Get it? Amen. Alright. Let us continue. That's what the Gospel of the Kingdom of God is making reference to, and what the Apostle Paul was trying to get across to us, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, when he said, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Notice? Be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, or pleasing, and perfect will of God. Once you come in, the way that you become transformed is through the renewing of your mind. So you need a rebirth of the spirit to get in, and then a transformation of the mind to get into the place where you're going from glory to glory. Okay? So you get into glory, so to speak, into God's kingdom, when you get reborn. You gain access into that kingdom. Remember, Jesus said, you can't enter the kingdom, okay, without that rebirth. Once you enter it, sweetheart, you need to learn now, how does this kingdom work? Get it? As you start to learn, and as you walk in that, something happens to you. You begin to transform. A transformation begins to take place to on a can I put it this way, that is manifested in the physical. That's why the Apostle Paul talked about a glorious church. You see, that's not just hypothetically speaking. He is talking about that glory that is around God should be around us. We should be walking in a place where people... Remember when when the early apostles, after the death of Christ, and it says Peter, his shadow, people were getting healed. And the shadow didn't do anything. It was the, the, the... Uh, The power that was flowing out of him, if you were anywhere in that vicinity of the shadow, okay, so you want to know where the sun was at the time because that tells you where the shadow goes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But you know, anything in that region was getting healed. Isn't that interesting? All right? Jesus said, Greater works than these shall you do, greater works than these. And you know what's really sad? The devil came and convinced us, and he's still doing it today, through all kinds of people and preachers, that it all passed away. How can it pass away when Jesus said, you're going to do greater things? And he said what the condition was, because I go to the Father. Get it? He didn't say, before I go to the Father. He said, because, in fact, in short, after I go to the Father, when I'm not here anymore, you can do some extraordinary things. Because I'll be in you. Amen. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And we're operating under a different covenant. In a new covenant. That he established. Do you understand what actually happened? Did let's finish with this because I'm running out of time. He operated under an old covenant. Got everybody healed. <laughs> okay. Went to hell. Destroyed the devil, or you know his kingdom. Took it all apart basically. Triumphed over him came back up, said that I have the keys of death and hell, I've got it all in my hands now. Alright? And then he, remember when Mary, uh, I think it was Mary, was trying to touch him and said, Don't touch me, I haven't finished what I have to do. Because I have to go to, to your God and my God. Hallelujah. Okay, he said, this is, this is, I'm reestablishing something. And he said, I haven't finished what I need to do. Because a lot of stuff needed to happen up there. And so in what he did, he established a new covenant. So all the old covenant restrictions were gone. Hallelujah. Get this now. And so he established a new covenant. And then in order to carry it out, he was going to come back down and go into you. So to speak. Except he can be everywhere at once because he is God. He has gone back to being God. See, this is the reason why I said we we serve God. We don't serve a good person. We serve God. Remember, God is omnipresent everywhere at once. That's why He can be in each one of us at the same time. And be in heaven. Get it? And so, because He established a new covenant, the restrictions are gone. Everything was reset and put in a different place. And so now He can work through us in ways that greater works... Shall we do? Are you with me? And that's the revelation that the devil has done everything he could. To stop from coming into this earth. It came. We got it. Hallelujah. And we need to learn to walk in it. Are you all with me? Which means your whole mindset has to change. Which is why they make reference to. You know. The transformation. It talks about a metamorphosis. Just like a caterpillar who is ground-based becomes a butterfly who becomes air-based. It changes his mode of travel. Do you all with me? And so this is the problem we're having still. We are still operating on this ground level rules when we should be operating on a different level. So when the world comes to the end of a cliff, they say, that's it. There's nothing we can do. You're going to die. We have no cure for that. Yes. But when a butterfly gets in the cliff, it goes, not a problem. I'll just fly across. He lay hands in the sick and they will recover. It didn't say all the stuff that's written in the medical journals. And if it's not written, then we can't recover from it because we don't know what it is. Isn't that amazing that laying hands in the sick doesn't matter what sickness you have? you getting this? It doesn't matter where it came from, what its origin is. This is one of the problems that the natural realm has. They've got to figure out where it came from before they can cure it. The problem we have is sometimes we know too much. (laughs) I'm serious. We think, oh no, no, no brother, now if you laid your hands on me and when I had a headache, I can understand that that can work but the doctor said this was incurable so I don't think any laying on of hands wait a minute what's the difference I want to show you something here about the kingdom of God Okay, I haven't left my subject I'm getting into it a little bit so you can see something here and understand what is going on here this is why we need to understand that we're on a different level we're operating on different principles and those principles don't require you to know what you're dealing with All you need to know is what the Bible says about what to do about it. Get it? If they're sick, lay hands, they'll recover. Whatever that sickness, whatever form it takes, it'll fix it. And sometimes the less you know, the better. Just sometimes. You know why? Then get caught up. Because this hasn't anything to do with your brain. It has to do with your heart, whatever you believe in your heart, that's what will work. Amen? Amen. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there because we are at that place where I need to bring this lesson to a conclusion. And we'll pick this up in the next session. Take a break.